I'm pleased to welcome Rich Gallagher. He's the Chief Product Officer of Energage, which are a specialist in analyzing, understanding, and increasing employee engagement. Today, we're going to be talking a bit about how Energage is helping enterprises uh, forge a winning workplace culture. Rich, welcome to DTV. Uh, could you please uh, just start by you know, telling a little bit about your background and, um, and your role in helping to drive uh, workplace engagement? Thanks, Avery. Happy to be here. Uh, first, a bit about my background. I've been uh, leading product you know, strategy and development for more than 20 years or so, primarily into B2B SaaS and uh, human resources, talent management, media services, and healthcare. Um, essentially, my focus has been on you know, creating commercial value and complex and particularly data-driven marketplaces. Um, our company, Energage, and I'm the chief product officer there. Um, you know, being a B Corp, you know, Energage is what we refer to as a purpose-driven company. You know, our help uh, to organizations is to turn their employee feedback into that incredibly impactful business intelligence, um, as well as authentic employer recognition um, when they're utilizing some of the national recognition programs, including our top workplaces program. And so uh, that's what we see as our greatest impact upon corporations today. Yeah, this, this whole, um, you know, challenge of, uh, you know, especially now, you know, kind of keeping connected with your employees is a big challenge. You guys have been doing it for like 14 years. So, you know, what are some, what are some ideas about how people could be doing it better and, you know, what you've seen in terms of metrics to, to measure performance and, and of course, how has this all been impacted by COVID and people working from home? Sure. You know, it's interesting because, you know, in my career, actually, one of the things that I've always been personally motivated by was this idea of this intersection between really hard, really important um, things to do, and then ideally doing that as well with people you really want to be, be around. Um, yeah. And boy, have we found ourselves in unprecedented times. Uh, you know, companies are under enormous pressure, um, especially to maintain their engagement with their employees. Um, you know, employees themselves under amazing stress, now you know, highly virtualized, personally and professionally stressed. Um, you know, so when I look at, you know, the, 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 the value our company is trying to bring to the marketplace and also things that personally motivate me, it just really feels like it meets that really hard, really important work right now. And uh, it's amazing because in a matter of days, you know, across the world, everything changed. And, and if we're really willing to be honest, it, it's not a single change. It's a progression, right? It's, it's a cascade of, of continuous changes. And we really have no idea what the extent of this, these changes will be um, or whether or not this whole notion of normal will ever find itself, you know, back, you know, back in, into our lives. And so it'll be different for sure. And it might, you know, represent something that appears to be normal, um, but, but it'll be different for sure. And organizations are uh, incredibly um, transformed right now transfixed um, in that, you know, again, in a matter of, of days, um, they had to significantly reset their approach to their business, virtualizing, um, understanding the, the concept of how to uh, execute their business with new terms like contactless, <laughs> right? Um, and, uh, and all things that supported that. And so um, we've seen um, that translate into um, the challenges for employee engagement in a number of different ways. Uh, it has absolutely stretched and strained a company's relationship with their employees. Um, but the data we have at least suggests today that it's not broken. Uh, and I think that represents a real opportunity to acknowledge where we are, but also to have hope um, that if companies take the right actions, that they, they, they can 
get to the other side of this, whatever that other side looks like. And what are some of those right actions that you know, you'd recommend people take that you've seen work really well? Sure. And so one, to me, it's, it's really about embracing, um, the di- embracing that things are different and you can't change it, right? Um, you can't wait them out and just wait for things to return, right? So it's, it's about acknowledging that the condition um, is what it is, right? And uh, as I said, resetting your, your, your ideas uh, around terminology. Employees are seeing the communications in their business now stronger than they ever have. But we also know that that, that um, communication from their perspective is top down. We also see that they're struggling now increasingly more with interdepartmental coordination. So companies have to acknowledge that it isn't just about supporting the information flow from top to bottom, but they also have to make sure that they understand that departments have to talk as well with each other and coordinate with each other. And now that everybody's virtualized, we know that um, employees appear to be increasingly loyal, especially um, respectful to what the companies are doing to support them. But we also see that in, in this difficult time, that employees are seeking mean, meaningfulness in the work that they do, right? They're, they're seeing with all this uh, turmoil and trouble in the world, they want this, the work that they're doing to matter, right? And so they're challenging themselves and they're challenging the companies to let's do important work, right? Let's adjust our business if necessary to be part of the greater good to help, right? Not exploit the situation, right? But give back in many ways to the situation. And, uh, um, one of the things I thought was quite interesting was just how a number of businesses have had to pivot their, um, uh, their approach, how they supported their marketplace, how they supported the world in many ways. But, um, you know, Virgin Orbit, which is a company that um, when it entered this year was providing launch services right, to, the, to the low orbit satellite industry, um, they're making ventilators, right? Um, Prada, Yves Saint Laurent, right? They, when they entered this year, were clearly making high-end fashion. They're now have many, many lines. Now they're making of masks to first responders and other things. They're supporting that industry in that way. Um, to some, even small contributors, uh, an organization called the Big Barrel Distillery in Kentucky, who um, used to be making, you know, craft bourbons and whiskeys is now making hand sanitizer. And so these adaptations are um, examples of how companies are just under, you know, choosing to understand the situation, um, accept it for what it is and respond to it in, in different ways than they might have been used to, but ways that they feel are constructive um, and ideally in the eyes of employees, hopefully meaningful. And what are you seeing in terms of how companies are working to engage their employees in a different way, like the, how the company's communicating? Because it's, you know, it, it's, you can't get everyone together. So how do you, how do you get them engaged? Well, absolutely, everyone is em- completely embracing this idea of virtualized experiences, right? And so, obviously, doing all the video conferences like we're doing today, um, you know, just that on steroids, right? Um, but in addition to that, especially in this recognition that um, employees are just dispersed, right? They're also um, acknowledging that they have to maintain multiple connections to those employees. And so, for example, in, in, in our ability to solicit or otherwise receive unsolicited, unsolicited feedback from employees or companies, companies now are opening that, that, um, those options wide open, right? So they're, they're now much more engaging of SMS interactions with their employees, even though before they would have been, you know, a little bit um, sensitive about that. They're engaging over employee or I'm sorry, over personal emails, not just over the corporate emails. Uh, and so um, they're just embracing 
just what has have been established technologies, but they're just seeing those as open channels of communication um, bidirectionally with their employees when before they would have restricted the channels, right? Um, or, or, or otherwise just limited them. And they're now just completely open, wide open to that. Um, and that, you know, we're seeing a lot of companies today as well, just fundamentally deciding that they're, they're, they're moving paperless in terms of uh, their internal operations and those things prompted obviously by the um, pandemic conditions, both the logistics as well as the medical risk of moving paper between humans. You know, what role are you seeing digital play in all of this? I mean, you talked about some of them, but what specifically are, are some of the tools? I mean, obviously your company builds one. Uh, and how are you seeing people use that and other tools to, to really find out where people's hearts are? Well, I think maybe as in support of the tools, what we're doing is we're relying uh, or choosing to, to incorporate much more sophistication behind how, what we, how we process the information, right? So um, it's one thing to have wider open channels of communications um, with your employees, but if you're not prepared to um, collect it, analyze it, understand it, you know, um, action upon it, you're going to be challenged. And so, for example, we've had um, uh, a number of techniques for creating these just, again, open channels of communication. We're spending a lot more time applying, um, you know, prevailing AI, machine learning, you know, whether it be natural language processing, et cetera, to make sure that we're analyzing those channels faster and in more sophisticated ways. Employees want their voice to be heard now, but, the, but there's also some complexity right now that there's a lot of stress, right? There's a lot of drama. And, you know, we talk a lot about the pandemic, but we have to recognize that in this time as well, uh, we also have a significant push for diversity and inclusion, right? In many ways prompted as well uh, by Black Lives Matter initiatives, et cetera. And so employees are not just wanting their voice to be heard, but they want their message to be understood. Yeah. And those messages can be complicated, especially if you're dealing with a big volume problem. And so, um, it's, it was, it's easy to open up the, the techniques, right? The technologies of digital to gather the information, but you now have to move the sophistication to the next level. And, you know, what's your advice to employees about how they can use technology to help themselves? I mean, one thing I see is, is people connecting in a much more human level, because in a funny way, we're, we're all going to each other's homes these days. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just had the conversation earlier today um, when, when I suggested that, that that line between that that person, you know, at work and that person you understood existed somewhere at home, right, is now blurred and that we are, in fact, engage, interacting with people in this conflation between home and work. Um, I think one of the things that we um, we have to do is, is um, continue to demonstrate to, to um, employees that that they can trust those technologies, that they can trust the company's use of them. One of the areas that we focused a lot on as a company is in the confidentiality associated with those direct lines of communication, right? So that we have our feedback loops um, at the employee's discretion be, can be completely anonymous and giving us the ability um, to get their most authentic um, representation of their feedback in, in, a, in a trusted way. And so I do think that, that companies have to continue to um, demonstrate that they're willing to take not just the, the openness of the conversation, but the sensitivity of the conversation um, uh, very seriously uh, and implement, uh, make sure that the employees see that they're implementing channels that, that protect them, that create an air of safety 
um, because um, if you do that, then it, it won't be, it'll be less of a volume of engagement information. You're going to get quality because you're going to, it's going to be authentic. So it sounds like you're talking about using AI and ML to try to extract meaning from quantity and then advocating going in depth to really drill in to understand quality. Is that my understanding? Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, there's, there's clearly a role for, um, for a, basically human uh, oversight of all of these processes. But today it's easy just to just put your head down if you see that the volume's coming in, right? Um, it's not uncommon for organizations who, who work with us to receive, you know, tens of thousands of uh, free text commentary as part of um, their feedback loops. Um, and that, that just becomes an enormous volume problem. And so you're, you're, you're going to at least, you know, help that process and make, make that process easier by pre-analyzing, otherwise pre-screening the information to be able to help point you into areas that, we, that you want to go deeper. Right. And so, um, uh, so I, I don't think that the technology is at the point where it figures it all out for you, tells you exactly what to do, um, but it certainly is, is an enormous logistical assist um, to helping you get from, from, from feedback to insights and, and actionable um, uh, direction um, as efficiently as possible. So maybe a little bit differently is you use that quantity to start to make sure you haven't missed anything and to find hot spots, and you can go deep qualitatively on those hot spots. Correct. Those hot topics. Okay. Exactly. And the and the key is again um, clarity uh, and then speed uh, of of interpretation and response because ultimately, if the employees don't see the impact, right, of my voice matters because I see change, right, or I see at least verification. Um, then, um, then the channel really starts to slow down, if not closes. It's interesting. You remind me that the, the story where they changed the color of the walls to green and, and people's morale improved. And they concluded <laughs> the green walls made an improvement. And then they changed it back to the old color and it also improved. So the conclusion was just, if people thought that you cared, they, they, their morale improved. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, I, I, we've been in this, as you said earlier, we've been in this business for 14 years. And so we understand um, very, very um, clearly um, that, you know, a single or a couple of data points a trend doesn't make, right? And so um, you have to be able to put all of this in perspective. And again, especially now with the just severe impact on, on, on the way the companies are operating, this is in a, a bit of an anomalous time. Um, but at the same time, um, you have to respond to it, right? And, uh, and so again, in our business, people have historically thought of culture as a strategic consideration. And so they measured their, um, their approach to this and, and meaning moving from insights to outcomes. They used to typically measure those timeframes in, in months or years. But now we're seeing, and this has again prompted us in terms of the way we've approached execution of our products and services, it's prompted us to literally adapt to these you know, time sensitive needs. And so that companies today are saying, I need to know this week what I need to be able to do next week because the laws of the regulations have just changed, right? The government mandates have changed and I now have to shift my business, but I have no idea what the current situation is, none of that, but I have no idea what I need to do to get there. And so we've literally adapted our, um, uh, our approach, getting customers to understand how to use our products and services in ways that, could get them literally from 
from an uncertainty to an outcome in 48 hours. Even in all honesty, if it's imperfect, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it allows them, it prepares them so much better than they would have before. You're saying don't let perfection be the enemy of speed and that speed is king. I, I don't think the current conditions especially allow for perfection. They simply don't, right? There's so much uncertainty and imperfection and everything today anyway. Uh, but, um, but uh, you, know, you have to be, you clearly have to have a bias for action and you have to have a sincere <laughs> um, and reasonable approach to how you gather information and how you uh, translate those and translate that, that into actions. And so one, it sounds like one of the key values with the digital technologies is to enable that speed so that you can, you can gather large amounts, look through it, come to reasonable conclusions and take reasonable actions in short, in short cycles. Oh, completely, completely. And, and, uh, um, and, and again, if it's, if it's part of a strategy of continuous assessment and action, it allows you to make those adjustments along the way, right? So you can correct. be adapting as, as you completely as you course correct. Um, but you are at least moving forward. And then, you know, what would you say is kind of a, a kind of a closing thought about uh, ways, you know, advice that where you've seen companies coming up short, because you see across a whole large set of companies. Right. And so, you know, where are the places that you're seeing people missing the most opportunities? You'd say, look, this is the place that you need to, if you haven't looked here, you need to look here to make a difference to your business. Sure. Well, it, it, it's a great question. Um, for me, it, it's, again, it's simple in the sense that um, you've got to, to get, you, you've got to be aware. So you've got to, if you've got to completely um, illuminate any blind spots you have in your organization right now. So the question unasked is just a potential problem unsolved, right? And so you've got to engage your employees. So you've got to be, be intentional about it. Don't be accidental. Um, you simply just cannot wait this out because um, it isn't, there's no defined, there may have been seemingly a defined beginning, but the, the notion of, of some end point is just, it's, it's elusive. Uh, and so you've got to go, you've got to keep moving. You've got to understand your organization uh, um, to, to truly be able to know what actions are, are meaningful. Um, this is not the time to assume. Uh, it's not the time to just, you know, trust, you know, historical conditions will prevail. Um, it, it is a time uh, to be proactive uh, and intentional about it. And what we've seen is we've seen that, you know, um, our, our products and services have, have, have affirmed the fact that this notion of employee engagement is very, very measurable. Right. Um, and it's translatable to, a, to a effective company outcomes. Right. And so um, companies that are, again, intentional about understanding that, right, both in terms of the engagement and, and um, the connection to outcomes, um, will be able to create the opportunity for themselves um, and be in control, more in control of their destiny than not. Rich, thank you very much. This has been really, uh, really interesting, and I think a really relevant because so many, you know, so many people are, are struggling right now in, in so many ways, and and so I, I think the the capability of getting that feedback and taking action is 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 crucial. Um, for the larger audience, uh, you know, if you're passionate about uh, digital transformation and interested in coming on the show. Uh, please email us at dtv at infostretch.com. We'd love to hear from you. And again, thank you. Thank you, Rich. Uh, enjoy seeing you as always.